Blog Talk Radio. Another day, another chance. Well, hi, everybody. Time again for Riding the Wave. I'm Mark Healy, the editor-in-chief of the Wave newspaper, Rockaway's newspaper since 1893, and uh, another uh, series uh, in which we talk to a candidate for Queensborough president, and uh, joining us right now is former councilwoman Elizabeth Crowley. How are you, Elizabeth, and welcome to the show. I'm good, Mark. Thanks for having me on the Wave. Uh, It's great to be here on your podcast. So... You know, obviously, a lot of talk has been about, um, you know, the race, right? You have, uh, it's a special election. It's one of the, the, uh, these opportunities for um, folks who have worked in government. Uh, some people are saying it's for people who are being term limited out of their jobs. Now they're, you know, trying to stay in city government. Some folks are talking about uh, that they want to be the candidate because of law and order because they want to speak out uh, against some of the reforms that have been made over the last few years. Why is Liz Crowley running for Queensborough president? Why am I running for Queensborough president? Well, not for many of the reasons you mentioned, not for term limits or for law and order. The borough president needs to be a master planner, and I've got some serious plans to move our borough forward. I feel like for generations, Queens has been forgotten about, and we've grown faster than our infrastructure. And now, so much overdevelopment is happening without the planning that needs to have, those plans should have been in place before these allowances happen. You know, such as the recent Peninsula Hospital development that the community board overwhelmingly voted against and nothing as it relates to transportation improvements put in place for that development and limited parking. You have people in Bayswater and nearby Arvern not knowing what's going to happen with their quality of life with all this overdevelopment happening. It's great that you brought that up because you know Edgemere Commons is one of those projects that has been so misconstrued and miscommunicated, not by this newspaper because we've been in all the meetings, but um, by the conversation about you know the community board. Now the community board wasn't against the idea of having Edgemere Commons, but the execution of that plan uh, was so poorly thought out. And when the Queensboro president was informed of you know where the community board stood on on the you know on, on the project, it, it almost seems that that the it was lip service that was given to it, and it, the whole plan went through the way it was proposed poorly. And what's frustrating about that for the folks of Rockaway is that they want their Queensboro president 
to actually listen to the community boards. Maybe not do everything that they say, but certainly take their thoughts and concerns into account. Is that something sure. that you would do as, as Absolutely. So these conversations were happening recently, just a few months ago. I was at one of my first forums right here in Rockaway when one of the community board members stood up and asked the very question, would you support the wishes of the community board? They voted against the project. Would you vote against the project? And my answer was yes. And some other candidates also said yes. And then they later reneged on what they said and said no, uh, they wouldn't. So I'm the only one in this race who's saying yes, I'd abide by the wishes of the community board. I'm also saying at the same time that as borough president, I have the ability to appoint an entirely new community board. Not that I'm going to do that entirely, but I do think that we need some changes on the community board level. But when it comes to that particular project, it was clear. You know, there you have a diverse community board that represents both Rockaway West and Rockaway East at United saying they're not happy and they did, that this has been a project that's been rushed. We're doing as the mayor wants and so many of his policies have been rushed and, and, and they wind up being failed, short-sighted policies that hurt New Yorkers more than they help. So for, for folks that like myself who are not from Rockaway yet choose to represent Rockaway, you know, as the editor-in-chief of the community newspaper, you know, I have fallen in love with this community. So for me, it's something that is not just a job. It's kind of like, you know, it's an adventure. It's a commitment. It's yeah. something that you do every day. Sure. So um, you've been spending a lot of time in Rockaway. And so, I, you know, some people would say, oh, it's because of, you know, you're running for Queensborough president and you want to make nice with the Rockaway people. <laughs> That's not really entirely true, is it? Not entirely true. There's 66 neighborhoods in Queens, and I can't win by just winning Rockaway. Right. However, there's something, there's a sense of uh, tranquility, uh, like just a sense of uh, belonging or wanting to belong that one gets out here. You know, there's such a warm welcome. It could be a combination of the people and the ocean, uh, the sunshine, of course, on, on warmer days. But um, it, it, I feel for the Rockaway Peninsula because it is removed from the rest of the borough. And I have made a commitment to open a satellite office. So, yes, I do like spending time out here and given the opportunity to represent would spend more time uh, because I'm committed to putting a satellite office here. I think that um, as, as Queensborough president, Melinda, Melinda Katz was effective in a lot of different ways. Uh, she was effective um, when it came to accessibility. She was effective when it came to listening to the concerns of different communities and understanding that, um, you know, not that she was perfect, because her and I certainly have disagreed on things, but uh, she understood that the city's cookie-cutter approach to everything does not work in places like Rockaway that sure. are unique, that have a unique perspective. Uh, you can go from Breezy down to Bayswater, and there are different neighborhoods, different cultures, different communities that all have to kind of get their say, you know, right. get their uh, point across. Um, by having a satellite office, that certainly will help, but um, how about your plans for the team that you're going to assemble? You know, are you going to make sure that the people who, especially if you assign someone to Rockaway, for instance, uh, that that person is going to be someone who's from here who gets 
what Rockaway needs? I mean, is that something right. that you're planning and on And as you mentioned, there are so many different neighborhoods and communities within Rockaway. Um, so yes, I would plan to have at least one, if not more. Um, you know, from Bell Harbor to Arburn, you have different set of needs, and the person would have to be and know the, the peninsula and the various different neighborhoods uh, intimately in order to be effective. And so, yes, I mean, we have a good person there right now, Dan Brown, who's yeah, well-liked. Dan's great. And, you know, I know some of my opponents are promising jobs to people, but when you have a dedicated staff person that works and is respected by the community and has been working on projects, it's important that the borough president keeps uh, that person on. Well, it, it, you know, it's like assessment, right? You know, when you go into a new situation, you assess it and you determine, you know, which team members are going to make it and which are, you know, you want to maybe improve upon or, or sure. be, you know, certainly change, you know, change things up a little bit. Um, one of the concerns I've been asked to kind of uh, ask, you know, all the candidates, and it'll come up again in the debate, which is on uh, Wednesday, uh, March 18th in Broad Channel. Um, as the community board president, you know you have, this, you have to wear a lot of hats, right? You've been a you've been a, you've been on the city council, so you fought a lot of battles, right? You fought a lot of battles with the city, with the agencies. But I think what people are looking for um, from the Queensboro president uh, is someone who's a leader, someone who can do more than one thing, right. someone who can communicate with the businesses. Uh, the mom and pops, but also somebody who can deal with Tom Gresh and the Queen's Chamber of Commerce and help them, you know, uh, bring, you know, economic opportunity to places like Rockaway. How would you, or how would you kind of define your ability to do more than, you know, one thing? Well, look, uh, it's a question I get often, even from the press, like, are you uh, a Democrat that's liberal, moderate, conservative? Our borough is polarized right now when it comes to politics and our country as well. I believe I'm somebody who uh, is a reformer, and when you look at whether you're progressive or conservative, you want a leader that's going to fix problems and bring about real reform where, where there is need. If there's corruption, that someone's going to take it head on. Um, but you also need a leader for the borough that's going to understand that the borough's families need opportunities and jobs. And so when it comes to working with people like Tom Gresh or your local business improvement district person who may be running the bid on 116th Street in Rockaway, that you uh, know intimately the needs of that particular business community. And here, here we are, you know, in Bell Harbor, it's slightly different than 116th where you have a train and a bus and um, businesses that need help, and also uh, a lot of rebuilding that still hasn't happened since Superstorm Sandy. So um, that's one good thing about me knowing Rockaway well, is knowing that there are needs happening uh, right now that need to be addressed um, on local business districts, and uh, that I'm somebody who supports big projects, like Tom Gresh did support Amazon coming to Queens and the 25 to 40,000 jobs that we lost because some political leaders thought it was a bad idea. You know, it's interesting, um, when I talk to people about who's running for Queensboro, uh, the Queensboro president's job, and they talk about all the different things that they care about, right? Rockaway people care about Rockaway. That's what they care about. You know, I mean, there's no, there's, you know, there's no, um, there's, there's no getting past that, 
you know, and I think that that's the challenge of any anyone that's running for a borough-wide office is trying to actually tell people from a place like Rockaway that they get what they're, you know, they that that they that you get what they need, and uh, you know, for them, I can't blame them. You know, because of the treatment by the city and the different agencies that kind of run roughshod over the peninsula whenever they, you know, whenever they, whenever they want. And then you have politicians that come here uh, from the mainland and they talk about, you know, uh, you know, they'll talk about Bell Harbor as Far Rockaway. You know, or they'll they'll say yes, we get it. You people in Far Rockaway really get it. Meanwhile, people in Bell Harbor are looking at each other like, well, what? You know, so. Yes, it's a borough-wide office, but you know, as we said about before, it, it's so important to know um, different communities and what they bring. And let's be honest, Rockaway brings in millions and millions of dollars uh, tourist uh, from tourist yeah. tourism yeah. with the ferry, with the boardwalk, with the beach. So. There's a lot of things that are happening in Rockaway right now. You've got the concessions that are going to be up for bid. You've got, you know, um, Build It Back that's still not finished doing right. what they need to do. How can you, as Queensboro president, you, you said you want to fix problems. Do you think that you have the capacity to fix all the specific problems that need help at that borough-wide level? Yes, I think that I'm better able to do that than my opponents. And here we are in March, sitting in your office, and to me, it, it feels more attractive as a space to work than a lot of parts of Queens. So there's no reason why the economy and the business growth and opportunity should be limited to seasonal. We need to run that ferry every half an hour. Um, Rockaway is such a desirable place to live and work all months of the year. And, um, you know, we see that it's evident with more and more people moving here and living here. And um, I think that we could attract big businesses here as well. And it's not that everything has to happen in Manhattan. 45% of the people in Queens are just looking to get to another part of Queens when they go to work or school or to visit someone else. And so when the destination starts and ends in Queens, we need more transit here in Queens. And we need to uh, be able to help businesses grow make sure they have a borough president, they can feel that they can go to their office to get services to cut any red tape created by other city agencies. That's what a borough president is there for and should be there for, uh, to help small businesses and help strengthen the economy. So when people criticize Elizabeth Crowley's, you know, tenure as a, a councilwoman, when, people, when they say that, uh, well, you know, Elizabeth did this wrong, and she did this wrong, and she's part of the machine, and we don't need another part of the machine. I and mean, these are things that have come sure. up. Um, how do you answer that? You know, when you're running for this office and you haven't been in office for a couple of years, how do you answer that? Well, look, I never really left, right? I was elected in 2008, and at the time I was elected as the first woman and the first Democrat ever elected to that district and since. <laughs> so, so that was sort of like a historical election. Um, and that I served till the end of 2017. So here we are approximately two years later. I have not left. I started advocacy group to help improve transit in Queens. And I've stayed in touch with the political stakeholders and then announced a few months ago that I was going to run for Queensboro president. So I have, I've been uh, around. I haven't left. I've been in touch with the needs of the borough. 
And in addition to, to, to answering your question as it relates to machine, I'm a regular person. I, am, uh, I have the last name Crowley. My cousin uh, was the former chair of Queens County Democratic Organization. But when I ran for office and was elected to my district, no other Democrat wanted to run. Like, they all said this was a Republican seat. So I didn't need the party's support. I wasn't like I was picked out out of a field of Democrats. I was the crazy Democrat willing to take on the political influence at the time. So, so in a lot of ways, I was going against the political influence or the, the political strength of the, the, the Republican organization there at Queens. Right. And then I took on uh, those political forces time and time again. And, and not being a part of machine, often running against the machine as I am today, and I ran against the machine in, in 2012 when I ran for Congress. So, I, you know, I'm independent, and I'm known as a reformer from the work that I did. I ran against you know, the political forces of the mayor when he wanted to close firehouses, 20 firehouses, and that was one of my first fights as a council member. I went against the political forces of the speaker who at the time wanted to give uneven amounts, drastic uneven amounts to council discretionary dollars to districts where one district could get a million dollars versus another district could get $50 million. Those were our tax dollars. They needed to be divided up in a fair and transparent way. And today we have that because of the reform and leadership that I brought. I was a council member who saw an injustice with Tom Calante spending lavishly on himself while cutting library jobs. And I was the one who led uh, the fight to remove him from his post and to bring about a real leader who would represent in, a, in an equitable and fair way Queen's Library. And so those things happened uh, because I was an independent-minded uh, reformer, and that's the way I govern. I'm proud of my years as the council member that I was, and, and if anything, I, I know that I took office. I had the most overcrowded school district in the entire city. And when I left office, it was no longer overcrowded. We built out over 6,000 new classroom seats. That's something I'm very proud of, especially as we look at this borough and five of the seven education council districts are considered severely overcrowded. We need a leader that's going to build new schools and also reform our Department of Education. I, I think that the most, if I'm going to talk about uh, someone in Rockaway that's been admired, right? Phil Goldfeder, the assemblyman, former assemblyman, was one of those people. You know, he, he uh, you know, when he was in office, he was a guy that uh, a lot of people felt that Republicans and Democrats alike supported Phil. I believe the, the Queens GOP even, I think, endorsed him one year uh, when they when he was running. I think he was running unopposed, but um, Phil had that quality, and I think that Rockaway as a whole uh, prefers those types of candidates, especially in a job like Queensborough president where, you know, it's less about politics and more about getting things done. As you said, you want to be a reformer, you fix problems. That's how people look at jobs like the Queensborough president. They really don't, I, I don't think at the end of the day, even though we are polarized as a, as a, as a community, as a city, as a nation, we are polarized politically. But I think at the end of the day, people just want the people that they vote into office to get the job done, to do your job. Right. So, um, do you do you do you consider yourself? You just said you you feel like you're independent of the machine, but I you, am not right. really. Okay, so I'm certainly, okay. and my history <laughs> proves it. And I like to get things done, as plain and simply put. 
Yes, I look at leaders like whether you like Governor Cuomo or not, he gets things done. As for de Blasio, it's not always the same way. You know, he, he says he's going to do things, he makes announcements, he says he has a new policy, and then the same old thing happens and nothing gets done. I like to see things get done, concrete projects, uh, meat and potato type of uh, leadership. Well, I know that from the times that we have spent together talking about what Rockaway needs, you always seem to come up with the right answers. Uh, you know, and I think that uh, it's important that when you are trying to get people to vote for you, that knowing the issues is key. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it really it, it changes the perception. It makes the perception reality. Uh, so when I when I you know, when I look for things to ask you, I, I, I'm, I'm, the last four questions I ask you, I love the answers. But let me ask you a tough one. Uh, and a tough one being that um, you were criticized for uh, your role, I guess, in, in uh, you know, DHS and the shelter and that whole thing that happened while you were a council uh, councilwoman. And here, right now, uh, a lot of people have a lot of problems with our local elected leadership sure. uh, with how this uh, shelter for 100 males right. on Beach 101st Street, I mean, they have people in there already when the contract hasn't even been signed by Scott Stringer. Right. So um, as Queensboro president, how can you be the person to stand up for communities like Rock? Way that are being, you know, really, as I, as I mentioned before, I don't want to use this word again, but roughshod over an agency like DHS that has a terrible record. Well, no, thanks for asking me the tough question. Uh, let me just be clear. Like, there are two lead opponents that I have in this race, and I'm looking at one as my main opponent. That's Donovan Richards. But be it, if not Donovan Richards, Costa Constantinidis. I cannot count how many homeless shelters have been put in either of their districts since the mayor took office, since 2014. Now, while I was a council member, never once did a homeless shelter open in my district. I'm not saying it's the right type of leadership to have, no homeless shelters in my district, but Queens gets overburdened. We have about 6,000 people that have gone homeless, and we are housing over 10,000. So the mayor likes to talk about fair share, but he's giving way more to Donovan's district than, go, than goes homeless, and way more to Costa's district that goes homeless. And so if that is a valid, and it is a valid concern that the people in Rockaway should have, especially since a new homeless shelter was put in Far Rockaway since Donovan took office, and another one is scheduled to open. Uh, it's a valid concern. I have concerns about the homeless people too, and I think that they should be kept close to where they go homeless so that they have the support services that they need to get back on their feet. And I've been one of the leaders to challenge the mayor. I sued him on his homelessness policy. No other uh, council member in Queens did that. And when I sued him, it was because he was taking people who were in what they called cluster housing, apartments, and putting them into hotels, taking someone from a bad situation and putting them into a worse situation. And he had since stopped doing that. And so while, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about how I handled the homeless shelter. It was just, a, you know, and sort of like a, a way to divide a community uh, on a hot-button issue when I ran for office that worked for my opponent. But at the end of the day, he was, 
he has a homeless shelter now in his district, and he wasn't able to do anything to stop the homeless shelter. So he had a lot of empty promises in his campaign. I'm going to tell the truth. And I alerted people in my community when the mayor wanted to open a shelter in a hotel. And other people, other leaders have not done that. They have let quietly, uh, sh hotels open quietly in, in communities, and communities have no idea Like the La Quinta. Pretty much. I mean, I mean that, and that, you know, look, that, that, that situation, uh, I had people lie on my face, you know, yeah. on, on I don't know how many levels. And then, um, you know, it, it's a situation where uh, I think that the person who the Queens, the Queensborough president has to be someone that we trust even more. Right. Maybe some people know you're a naive council member for having let your people know. I was never going to hide anything. If I found something out, I was going to let the people know right away, as I did when the mayor had plans in 2016, the summer, to open up a, a shelter in my former district. Um, but, but that shelter never, it never became a shelter, and a different area of the district has since had a shelter open, but that's under a different leader. Um, so it, it's a hot-button issue. At the end of the day, when the folks in Rockaway are trying to figure out who to vote for uh, as the next Queensboro president, they should look at the record of mine and hold it against Donovan Richards or Costa Constantinidis. We were the only three candidates invited to be in a debate next week that gets televised. That's a, that's a debate that will be on Channel 1 for a whole hour. Yeah, we don't care about that one. No, yeah, I'm no, kidding. I know. I'm looking forward to your debate. But, but just saying, I know. No, be because this is such an important election, and there are seven names on the ballot, but there are only three candidates that receive matching dollars from the campaign finance board. And so those three are the ones that are being taken more serious because they have the ability to put a whole campaign together. Well, I think, I think at the end of the day, um, and I said this the other day, and I will say it, uh, being a good candidate is not about uh, the one-liners, you know, it's not yeah. about that. It's about getting comprehensive answers to tough questions. And I think that uh, I look forward to your answers uh, in next week's debate. Yeah, well, I look forward to the debate, and I think it's our last debate, which makes me look forward to it even more. <laughs> I, you know, I wish I could be out knocking on doors or being at subway stops uh, with as much visibility as right. possible. But we've had probably about 25 forums. Some of them more interesting than others, and we right. tend to have more interesting ones here in Rockaway. So well, this this will be a debate. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I was the president of the speech and debate team. All right, day, watch so that. I don't play around. So look at um, that. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, you know having the candidates have a, an opportunity to answer some real substantive questions. So thank you so much for making time. I know you're very busy. Thank you for being with thank us. Thank you, Mark. No, I really enjoyed being here today. I loved coming to Rockaway and I hope to have the opportunity to come back soon.